Hi, my beautiful spiritual unicorns. This is your favorite Nina Corn, and thank you for joining me on the first night, the introduction to this beautiful Scorpio season. I want to show you how to betray, how to properly betray yourself, because you got to do it right, okay? So how to properly betray yourself so you can heal yourself, okay? I love that title because I'm a Scorpio moon, and I thought it was super cool to take the things that are supposed to disempower us and to transmute that energy just like a Scorpio would into something not only usable, but shareable, okay? Um, and so I am going to first start off. Um, I had a like super cool intro and I don't think the audio is gonna play, but I'm gonna share it anyway, because that's who I am. I don't give up, uh, not easily. And so <laughs> when you see the intro, you're probably going to crack up and I'm not gonna play the whole thing, but the visual, I need the visual for the Scorpio energy, okay? So this may be a little familiar to you. <laughs> I knew Michelle would get it right away. <laughs> this Knight Rider is so scorpionic to me. The whole story about this car, you know, that costs so much money. Because Scorpio deals with other people's money and you're being funded. Uh, Michael Knight, that's not even his real identity. They gave him a new identity in order to catch the people who are outside of the law. And so I love this entrance to Knight Rider with Abel Hasselhoff. You know, I don't know. He's still a little hot to me. That's me. Maybe I'm an old school Scorpio. <laughs> um but I just wanted to share that intro because I thought it was really funny and really cool because we're having some amazing transits right now in Scorpio. And I want to make sure that we stay focused on maintaining and not being afraid of Scorpio energy, that we're not afraid to hold on to that frequency for a little while, really feeling it into the vibration so that you can learn how to embody that energy to embody what fears you the most is self-empowerment. And that is what Scorpio is all about. So I'm not going to run through a complete history of Scorpio right now or anything like that. I more so want to go over what we will be talking about all month long. I am committing myself all month to uploading an audio, a video, or maybe both every day to help us to maintain the Scorpio frequency. And the reason why I keep saying maintain, it's because Scorpio is a fixed sign. It is between the sign of Libra, which is a cardinal sign, and the sign of Sagittarius, not Sagittarius, pardon me. Um, it's in between the sign of Libra, which is cardinal, Scorpio holds the energy. Libra starts it, Scorpio holds it. Libra says, hey, Scorpio, I've made a commitment. And Scorpio says, oh, really? Let's see if you can maintain it because you won't know if you've actually made the commitment if that commitment isn't honored, acknowledged, and to be honest, tested, okay? We have to go through some lessons here in order to rise from the Scorpio energy into the mutable energy of Sagittarius, which comes after Sagittarius says, now I will take everything that you were able to maintain, that bold, courageous, 
furious yet righteous frequency. And I am going to transmute and change that and help you to show others how to do it. We are here to learn and grow and show others and to be an example to others, not to do the work for others, but to be living proof, the living embodiment, a living witness that if I can do it, honey, I promise you, you can do it, okay? All right, so I'm going to talk about a little bit about the title and why I chose it. But first I want to share with you the only objective that I have for this space, for the, for the whole month of October in the Scorpio season space, my only objective is for you to leave with as much understanding as you can get in regards to the Scorpio energy in your chart. We will not be able to cover everything. I will be posting videos from other astrologers um, and other teachers, music by Scorpio people and just songs that give you that Scorpio vibe. I will be posting poems and sharing books and reading bedtime stories. Some of them will be spooky. Some of them will be so spooky. You just myself actualize. Oh my goodness. Um, and so <laughs> I'll make sure that I have not content but I want value coming to you. You are not required to listen to it all, but if anything piques your interest, please take a look at it, save it to your own library, but this is going to be the library for this space. So you should be able to come back here next year and pick up on something new, okay? And so as with anything that I teach, everything is a living library. You will be able to come back to these recordings and classes time and time again to relearn something new. Mars may go into Scorpio in the middle of June one year, not October. Well, what do you do then? Because that's in a different placement in the sky. You know, uh, where does this fit in your chart? So I want to make sure that things are as personable as possible. Um, and I know eventually the classes will grow and I'll make sure that I don't overstretch myself and keep it small. But for right now, I'm just excited to be in the space where my moon in Scorpio gets to flow best. So I will actually show you my natal chart. And then we're going to talk about how you can betray yourself. Okay. All right. So this is my natal chart. I was born March 8th. 1980 in Chicago, Illinois at 4.20 a.m. I am not afraid to give out my information, y'all. I am a, a <laughs> high priestess, okay? I am my own king goddess, and I do not allow curses in my life unless I choose to play with them, okay? They are my toys. So in sharing my chart, I am sharing a snapshot of who I am. And this is where the sign of Scorpio lives in my chart, lives in the 10th house. I'm using the whole sign chart. And as you can see with this green sun here, this green glyph, the sun is in the sign of Scorpio in my 10th house. And I have my moon in Scorpio at 29 degrees, my midhaven or my MC. Um, this is it deals with your career, what you're known as, your reputation. In a sense, 
a lot of your output in the world, everything that you've been working towards, this is where you begin to express, share, and enjoy the success of that value. And I have Uranus here. So I have the moon conjunct Uranus, my midheaven conjunct Uranus in the sign of Scorpio. Hi, damn y'all. Do y'all know what that means? Oh my gosh. When astrologers see that, girl, you be talking to dead people, don't you? Are you psychic? You like to go into the deep, dark, deep. Absolutely. Yes, I do. I'm trying not to use too much effervescent language, y'all. So yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I love to dig in the dirt. And let me tell you, because I have these placements in the 10th house, I make successful digs. I almost went into forensic anything and everything because I'm really great at picking up on clues, especially vibrational clues that people do not believe exist. You can touch an object and it will tell you an entire story. You can smell a whiff of a scent and it will give you history lessons you could never get in a book. Scorpio energy is the ultimate detective. If, if, if a Scorpio can't find it, it's not to be found, okay? If you put a team of Scorpios on Jimmy Hoffa's case, we'd, we'd have a body. So that's my Scorpio placement there. This is where the sign of Scorpio is. However, the ancient ruler of Scorpio, which is Mars, I have that in the sign of Virgo. But not only do I have it in Virgo, I have it in the eighth house, which is Scorpio's house. This is the original place where Scorpio rules. So Mars being in the eighth house is kind of like, well, you know, I know this house. I, under, I understand how we wash dishes in this house or not. I understand how we sleep in this house and argue in this house. I definitely understand how we fight and move forward in this house. So Mars is comfortable in the house, but in the sign of Virgo, Virgo says in my chart, no, 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 no. We have to clean all of this up. What the heck is in this eighth house? Do you not see all of these planets? Do you not see all of this energy, Shekinah? What are we going to do here? Before you leave this plane, this is going to be so spick and the fracking span. All of the gods, all of the queens and all of the kings are going to come and sub with you as you transition into your next life and pronounce, this house is clean. That's my little, you know, imitation of poltergeist. <laughs> so this is where I get to do a lot of work. This is a stellium, a crown of stars. They say heavy is the head that wears the crown. Well, I'm here to lighten that load. Virgo says, I'm going to come in. We are going to go line by line and precept by precept in your chart, darling. We're going to clear it all. We want the history. We want all the numbers. Bring all of the papers out. I absolutely love digs, archaeological digs, genealogy, any type of ology. I'm so in love with. You all may know my previous classes in business, self-loveology because I really love to study the science and the praxis of human nature. So Mars being here, which co-rule Scorpio says, not only am I hanging out in, in our house, Scorpio, but I'm gonna backhand you and um, soul clap you because I'm going to conjunct myself with Jupiter. 
oh, we're going to have the knowledge. We're bringing this knowledge out. We're finding our soul tribe and we are believing and stepping into faith that we can die and resurrect ourselves time and time again and grow more in our self-awareness. Saturn is going to give us the ability to stay disciplined even when it gets so dark, you can't see your own light. You can't hear your own voice. You can't even smell yourself. Are you even here? If anyone has ever taken a mushroom trip, psilocybin, um, ayahuasca, DMT, um, there's another one, peyote, something like that, maybe LSD. Anytime you take something or you ingest something like that, and sometimes a really good marijuana and an edible will get you there, but there is a point where you reach a level of consciousness where everything drops off your body and even your mind in a sense, and you wonder if you are still here. And this is where my Black Moon Lilith in my chart, all of a sudden she comes out of nowhere. No one has seen her because she is the darkness. And she says, sweetie, why are you looking for the light? You're the darkness too. There is always darkness and light and there is always light and darkness. We cannot be separated. You just think we can. Why won't you love your shadow, my love? Why won't you forgive her into her greatness? Why won't you choose her instead of trying to abuse and get rid of her? Now, this is, this is my chart that I'm speaking about. And then the second ruler of Scorpio is Pluto. I have Pluto in retrograde in the sign of Libra in the ninth house. Ooh-hoo, I'm in Sagittarius's house. Okay, Jupiter rules Sagittarius. Jupiter says, hey, hey, I got the message. I have the decrees. Do you want to manifest this new life from a higher plane? Do you want to totally and completely transform, literally destroy everything that you once knew about your lineage that was taught to you? And actually step into that and embody that and co-create from what you learn about yourself this time. How do you bring yourself into balance when the previous generations before you could not? How do you take on the responsibility of completely transforming so deeply that it's not that you don't recognize your new self, but that you can't even imagine that you embodied your old self? Because not only are you standing in your power, Pluto is for power. Pluto is also for pussy, it's for penis, it's for um, poking and prodding and pleasure. It's for a lot of things, the pleasure principle. Pluto says, I want to bring power to your relationships, especially your relationships with authority figures and the world at large, my love. I want to increase your knowledge on how to use Pluto's energy to forgive yourself so deeply. You don't even remember what you needed to forgive yourself for because you know now with this higher level of awareness that what you have to offer to the world is the value from your mistakes, is the value from you failing upwards and onwards into your own greatness. So why are you afraid of that? So we're gonna talk about why we're afraid to bring a lot of these traits to the forefront, okay? So I'm gonna stop sharing for a moment to make sure you all don't have any questions and then I'm gonna actually look at your charts too. No questions? Okay, cool beans. So I'll continue. 
I want to bring up the word betrayal because I talked about you learning how to betray yourself. So I'm going to share my screen again. Here we go. Betray, just a quick Google search um, to betray, to expose one's country, a group or a person to danger, to expose to danger by treacherously giving information to an enemy. You all know how we talk to the self that tells us we should eat something that we know we shouldn't eat. And then we tell that part of ourselves, no, I shouldn't eat it, but I did have a bad day. You're right. So you start having a conversation with betrayal. Um, to betray, a second definition is unintentionally reveal or be evidence of. And here's an example. She drew a deep breath that betrayed her indignation. Okay. And then I'm going to go over to a quick etymology search. Nothing deep but betray as a verb, okay? Um, I wanna scroll down here. To be disloyal to, okay? And down here it says Middle English from be thoroughly plus obsolete tray, betray from old French trer. I'm probably not pronouncing that right. Based on the Latin there, definitely not pronouncing that right. To hand over. Okay, to hand over, on guard, you're handing over your emotions to a part of you that does not know how to handle them. You're handing over your emotions to people who don't know how to handle them. And then when they try to hand them back to you, you'll say, they betrayed me, okay? I wanna go to an antonym for betray to stand by is one, okay? To communicate, because another word for betrayal is deceit. To declare and to demonstrate. I'm going to demonstrate trust to you. I'm going to give you evidence that you can trust me, okay? I'm going to reveal that you can trust me. And the only way that somebody can really reveal that they can be trusted is to have a moment of mistrust. The only way people can know that they can trust you truly is if there is a moment in your relationship where someone has a doubt and you both are able to communicate clearly and to share your feelings instead of hiding them so that you both can say, girl, <laughs> I actually thought you stole that from me. Girl, why would you think that? Oh, because I did this and ah, uh, I can see that, ha, ha, ha. And all of a sudden, what happens? The muscle in your friendship has grown stronger. That's how we grow. Scorpio, it literally goes in and it's like the personal trainer of the heart. Okay, let's go, kick it up a notch. You're in boot camp. And it is going to make you ripped if you can finish the boot camp. So really quickly, before I look at your charts, I'm going to go over some Scorpio keywords. And I pulled this from one of my favorite sites. I just really like her site, Jessica Davidson, um, writer, storyteller, and mystic. You can look up her uh, website at jessicadavidson.co.uk if you'd like. But I wanted to grab some of her keywords because I like the way she had them listed. Okay. And so the Scorpio key phrase is I desire. 
Um, and for me, I like to add a little bit because I have Mercury and Pisces and that's ruled by Jupiter and Neptune. I like to get a little poetic. I deliberately desire is how I enhance that because I want to make sure that I'm intentional about my desire. I desire to have ice cream right now, but I can't, I'm not feeling well. My stomach would not like that. So that's nice, but I do have a deliberate desire to get better so that I can eat my ice cream. So I'm taking my, my ginger soup tonight and you know, eating my curds and way to make sure I feel better. Okay, so some keywords for Scorpio can be brooding, charismatic, compulsive, controlling, covert, cruel, we all know death, and proud or powerful, possessive, penetrating, here comes those Ps, passionate, obsessive, observant. Scorpio energy is very observant, especially when you think they are doing something else. Why? Because they are hella psychological. They have psychological depth that a lot of people can't match. Um, I know that we talk about Scorpio as the scorpion, but I really think that the scorpion waters run deeper than we allow them to, than we think that they do. Okay, we don't necessarily have to think literal when it comes to the scorpion waters because the scorpion is also the snake, the spider, um, the eagle, the dove, and the phoenix. That's a lot. <laughs> so, so Scorpio is a water sign. And although it's fixed, I think that that is what's tricky, what can be deceitful about the depth of Scorpio which is why I think it has an exoskeleton. I think it said, uh, no, I'm not with that human shit. Nope, you guys get hurt too much, too quick and too fast. I'm putting my shell on the outside, okay? I'm going to sting before I know that there are a danger or not. I'm gonna protect myself. So more keywords are reforming and regeneration, but there's also resentment and self-destruction, sexuality driven, emotional fixations. I mean, you know, it is a fixed sign. Turbulent, unshakable, magnetism, intuitive. All the water signs are deeply intuitive. All the signs are intuitive for the water signs. They just kind of have an unlock. <laughs> so uh, mastery and mysterious, um, along with vengeful and vindictive. But my favorite word for Scorpio energy is intense because my moon in Scorpio can be hella intense. And so as I pull up your chart to read, I wanna pause to make sure you don't have any questions. Okay, so we're going to talk about how you can properly betray yourself. And this is just, again, the introduction. Okay, so I'm not going to share your chart, Michelle, but I am going to take a look at yours first. Hold on, I have to make sure I'm not sharing my screen. That's the Scorpio paranoia. <laughs> like, oh shit. Okay. So Michelle, you have Scorpio in the second house. Ooh la la. So Scorpio in the second house is the sign of Scorpio is in the opposite house. It rules the eighth house, but it's hanging out in the second house of the chart. So it's flipped. So you decided that I'm gonna come in, the role that I'm gonna play when it comes to Scorpio energy is gonna be flipped. I'm flipping the script. Um, I'm, it's like, if Taurus is in Scorpio, then the music would be, I'm coming in hot. I'm coming in hot. But for the music, 
of Scorpio and Taurus. It's more of a, um, and Michelle is just a bitch, but I have my money. Pay me what you owe me. <laughs> Where's my land? I want my real estate. I need land for my people. I need land for other people. Like banks, I know you got it. You owe us this money. And I came back in this day and time and generation to come get it, run it to me. Because not only is Scorpio in the second house for you, but right now where Taurus is, we have Uranus and Taurus. That affects your second house as well. So you're definitely gonna be having some upheavals. However, this is where we are going to begin to do the work because we're all, we've all been choosing new roles in a sense. We're all moving really into a new world. Things are changing rapidly and we haven't experienced the complete death of it yet, but some of us are kind of ahead of the curve a little bit. That's just how it rolls. You know, I had to ask my husband today, I was in February of 2022. He was like, baby, we are still in 2021. I went, oh yeah. So I'm ready. A lot of us are ready to get America's Pluto return over with, but we know that something has to be totally, utterly, and completely destroyed in order for that to happen. And hoo, 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 hoo. we're going to have to hold on to our spiritual britches. So Michelle with Scorpio in the second house. And also I want to make sure I check your, so the sun is there and Mars is going to step into your second house soon. And we're going to be talking about Mars going into Scorpio soon. So I won't necessarily touch on that tonight, but woo child, I'm going to say, don't stop, get it, get it, get your money, get it, get it. Cause yeah, that, that is definitely something to look forward to. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, and so with your placement, going to talk about your role. Okay. So we're going to talk about Taurus first and then Scorpio. So the role of Taurus, that second house for you operates in, in your new story. It operates as the story builder. Okay. It is the author. Now people will say, wait a minute, Taurus can't be the author. Taurus is the bull. It is the sign of fertility. You got, it's, it might not be Aries to start the story. Aries is the ether. Aries is the spark, that energy to start the story. But Taurus says, this is where we're going to place that story. We're going to have the baby in this house. We're going to build a business in this town. We are going to cross land and sea to this place to claim as where we want to be, where we want to grow our tribe, okay? So authorship, authorityship, really in the physical world, on the physical plane, starts with Taurus, okay? Taurus has to sit Aries down in order for Aries to use the energy properly. And Taurus is ruled by Venus. So there's a lot of love here. Taurus says, I want to write a beautiful story. And that second house deals with your first um, time on set, getting your makeup done and ordering craft services and telling them, actually, I'm dairy free this time around in this life or I'm gluten free in this time or, you know, this time of my life. And the role for that second house 
asks about the materials that you have a birthright to, okay? And how you're going to build your life based on your worthiness and your sense of values, even if you never gain the land that you had the birthright to, okay? I want that, I want you to note that. And some questions that you can ask about that second house is, am I building a formidable foundation or a house made of low self-esteem? And how do I build relationships with other builders? Okay, and so that second house will say, I'm, I'm a fixed sign, just like Scorpio. That's why we work well together. I'm fixed earth, Scorpio is fixed water. When you mix my beautiful mud with the water, the seeds that I have planted will be nurtured. I have that Aries fire. I am going to begin to nurture something and grow something here, but not just anything. This is where you create the feeling of solid security in your life. Your environmental and cultural materials are available for you to build a sustainable foundation worthy of your being. So this is where you can get stuck really early in your story. We don't want you to get stuck there. So we're going to go to Scorpio energy to find out what can we do when you find yourself stuck there. Okay. So Scorpio being in your second house is where death says, this is where I want to play life, death rebirth and this whole amazing samsara cycle, all right? So this is actually where you go to die. Dun, dun, dun. This is where you may seem to lose out on certain things sometimes, where um, real estate can be an issue, where there can be a feeling of, but I'm stuck. And Scorpio says, the hell you mean? I'm Scorpio. Don't you know I run money? I run the money game. I know people who know people. I know back doors. I know side alleys, Michelle. I got you. And they don't have to be dark. They don't have, it doesn't have to be a sneaky backdoor deal. Oh no, spirit is bold. Spirit says, we're going to do this on a sunshiny day in the middle of the road. Look at this grant that I gave Michelle that she was eligible for. Look at this stipend. Look at this gift. Look at this loan that we just suddenly declared she doesn't have to pay back ever, okay? So the sign of Scorpio in the second house is where you can fall down a rabbit hole and enter the darkest parts of your psyche, especially when it comes to material things. And this is also known as the cave of the dark night of the soul. So some of your worst dark nights of the soul can actually come from material things that you have and or don't have. But this is also where you get to learn how to use the gifts of jealousy, envy, lust, greed, and other dark energies um, that are really heavy tools for us to use. But these heavy tools can help us to heal ourselves from the inside out. And the intense, big, dark, nasty that the dark, you know, that that space can hold for us. This is where we step into it boldly. This is where the obstacle becomes the way, where fear becomes the way, where we tell fear, hold my hand, bitch. We're walking in together. And fear says, I was waiting for you to take charge. Okay, girl, I've been ready, child. I'm ready, let's go. And so this is your trial by water and fire because we have you in a place where you may be stuck emotionally 
trying to get something going in that second house. And it may feel like it's not enough water. It's not enough nurturing. It's too much going on. But the spiritual fire, your spiritual intentions, your spiritual I am that says, this whole wide world is mine. Wherever I place my feet, I am welcomed. I am a citizen of earth. I don't care what you say. I am going to go to the neighborhood I want to be in and I'm going to speak myself into it because I have Scorpio and Taurus. I have the house of abundance hosting the sign that says, if you can learn how to trust that you are your source and that you are your bank, this is how you know you're your bank. You can only get money from a bank if you put money in a bank, right? So are you not the bank? Are they not just reflecting back to you when, they, when you have collateral? When you have something that they say, okay, we'll loan you this money. That's the money that you were able to get. That's your money. You are the bank. Never forget that, okay? Because these are the necessary tools that you're going to need to birth yourself into self-actualization this time around. This time you get to birth yourself into it, not stumble into it. You get to control it and say, hey, these little waves that are coming, these waves of pain, I know what this means now. It is teaching me to trust the process that whatever I set in intention, especially for my material success on this plane, it will come to pass. And so remember with Scorpio energy, the snake which cannot shed its skin must die. The shedding isn't always going to feel good and it isn't always going to look pretty. That's okay, we're your friends. Just tell us, girl, I'm shedding. Bro, I'm shedding everywhere, everywhere. It's a little stinky, it's everywhere. I'm doing my best. And you know what we're gonna say? I was shedding yesterday and I'm probably gonna shed tomorrow. We can shed together. Cause that's what friends are for. <laughs> so the role of Scorpio is to be the plot twist, to be rated R. Sometimes you're just gonna get cursed out. I remember I went to put money down on an apartment and that I asked the lady if I could get my money back in case something didn't work out because I really didn't get to look at the apartment that day. They said they were doing maintenance on it. She said, sure, I could get it back until I looked at the apartment. That night, I saw that apartment complex on the nude for a horrible bed bug infestation. So, of course, the next morning I was back to get my money back. And the lady said, no, you cannot. And she snatched my money, went and pushed it in a, a, a bin, I guess the, the bank bin, and called the police on me. I hadn't said anything, but I saw the story on the news about the bed bugs and I would like my money back. That's all I said. I, I didn't threaten her. I never said anything else. She called the police, whatever story she told them, about five police cars showed up. They came in. I said, you need to look at the tape. I'm not saying anything else. They looked at the tape. She had told them that I had done all this crazy stuff to her because of course I'm black, she's not. So I'm the tyrant. By the end of everything, I let them know. I'm not leaving without my money. I don't care if she has to crawl in that thing, crawl out of it. We have no contract here. And they actually had to call the owner down to open the box to give me my money back. And he said, lady, I don't know who you are, but nobody has ever gotten their money back from me. Well, sweetie, maybe they didn't know that they were the bank. Okay. So the plot twist, the R-rated, I got cursed out. 
um, it deals with sex scenes. So sensual sex scenes. Mm. Uh, Scorpio is the insurance underwriter and the stunt double. Do your own stunts, Michelle. You can do your own stunts. <laughs> and it's the set psychic. It likes to go on set and play the psychic, you know. Think of Instagram. That's the set psychic. All right, everybody, come get your readings so that you know how to embody the role of this deceased historian, you know, historical person that you're playing. Um, Scorpio is the secret back door. Honey, you got the secret back door and a really nice placement in your chart. You might want to use the key that you've been holding on to for a while. We usually keep it in our underwear drawer, just in case you forgot where it was. Okay. <laughs> Um, this is also where the black baller or the black bald lives, tabloids, loans, paparazzi, and stalkers, okay? And so in the role of Scorpio, one of the things that you're going to be asking yourself is, can I tell myself the brutal but conscious raising truth of who I am? Can I do that? Can I really truly face me? Because when I do, I am going to betray every lie that told me that I wasn't the bank, that I was unqualified for the things that I wanted in life. I am disqualifying and I'm divorcing because Scorpio deals with divorce. I actually need to write that down on my notes. The divorce lawyer <laughs> is one of the divorce lawyers. Libra is another one. Um, but Scorpio can be the sleazy divorce lawyer sometimes, or the very cunning divorce lawyer that finds the money that um, an abusive spouse is hiding to make sure that the other spouse gets their due. So none of these are bad and none of these are good. It is how you use the words and the energy, okay? So I'm going to um, go back up to... Michelle's chart, just to wrap up yours really quickly. So Scorpio being in the second house, you also have Uranus here, which is so dope, I think, because the South Node is going to head into the second house for you soon and sit right on your Uranus. Oh, Michelle, I hope you got some big, bold ass plans for abundance, okay? Because some unique things are going to happen to you. Remember when I talked about that plot twist? Uranus and Scorpio is a major plot twist. Yeah, it's, it's a major plot twist. Don't be surprised if you find yourself living somewhere completely different than where you are now, <laughs> like utterly. You're like, oh my God, I smell nature when I wake up, you know? <laughs> Versus I'm pretty positive city. they're selling my building, so. Ah. So where do you want to land? This is where you get to betray uh, the lies that you can't be where you want to be. Uh, I would like to be in my own apartment with no roommates, with lots of space for the cats, somewhere within a 15 minute walk of where I am now-ish. Mm -hmm. Like... Have you seen any, have you walked around and looked at any places? I can't afford anything at the moment. Uh, mm -mm, that wasn't the question, ma'am, at all. Have you? <laughs> no. This is Scorpio energy. Scorpio don't have to see it. Scorpio knows it's there. Okay. <laughs> I this is have the not. dark. Okay. 
We're going to need a daytime walk and with some friends that you trust with your safety, an evening walk doesn't have to be too late around your new neighborhood, Michelle. I do this for a living. I have manifested houses in places that I was not supposed to manifest a house in because there was no market. And all of a sudden, I stopped by, I asked the question. And before I left, the person said, let me take your number just in case. Six months later, right when I was ready to move, guess who found my number while they were cleaning their kitchen? That person. Guess what house I moved into? The house I wanted to, okay? Even if you have to stay with a friend for two weeks until the place that you walked into and said, normally I would say I couldn't afford to live here, but I want to check it out anyway. You just might find that that person says, well, actually, we're using that price to weed certain people out. What you got? We're willing to work with that. Welcome home. You have to talk to your home talk to your home. I'm talking to Michelle's home right now in this beautiful apartment. I know she said no roommates, but her cats are her roommates. They need a room too. Yeah. And it's not that the, the apartment is affordable. It's affordable on the, in the practical realm. Absolutely. But it's yours. So you will be provided the funds to pay for the apartment. Scorpio is fixed energy. It is about maintenance, honey. You will be maintained. But you got to work the energy. You got to trust your energy. If you can maintain your cat's care, you can maintain the energy to draw the funds and the walls and the roof and the neighborhood and the sense of safety that allows you to grow in your creativity and blossom. Because you need a little bit of that with Scorpio in the second house. And that allows you the unique quirky things that you like to happen around the neighborhood to happen with Uranus there. You don't yeah. want the same old, same old. And that's fantastic. Get it on paper. Tora says, what do you got material wise? Burn some, you want to burn something for me? Because Uranus is there. You want to you write your list, check it twice. And then burn it and send it into the ethers and set the vibration and tell your house, you better call me, you sexy beast, because I'm calling you. I need to put a sexy ass bed with some curtains over it and a canopy and my candles and your sexy ass four walls. Baby, baby, where are you? I'm speaking your language. Speak mine. However you need to talk and flirt. I, I, I don't know how to flirt, uh, but however you need to flirt, <laughs> I can flirt. Uh, when when the moon is in Scorpio, they're <laughs> so. with everybody, so no one actually knows what I'm interested. <laughs> right? I mean, isn't that crazy? I'm like, but I really liked you, right? I'm like, friendly. I didn't know. It's <laughs> friendly. That's my Mars and Virgo. It's kind of, mm. you know, it's like, no, you can't be too Scorpio, Nina. So yeah, Mars and Virgo as have, well. See, exactly. We get that little dampener because I think I'm going to tell you now. Listen, if somebody told me and they had definitive proof that the world was ending in 10 days, I'm going to be a true Scorpio. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I could go further, but this is just the introduction. That's all I'm saying. So we'll get into that in, in the other parts of the class later on in the month. But do you have any questions about your chart? And again, this is the introduction. We're going to get more into it later. Mm, hang on. I've got my chart right here. Um, Naturally, of course. <laughs> Virgo stellium, come on. Yeah. So how many astro apps, since you have a Virgo stellium, how many astro apps do you have? Just the one. What? Just the one. 
you betrayed us, Mars and Virgo people. You betrayed us. How dare <laughs> you? One tarot wait. app too. Let me look at your chart again. Where where does this monstrosity occur and why? What? Oh, because it's in the twelfth house, right? Yeah, okay, my twelfth house. Twelfth house. Gotcha. Yeah, overthinking gotcha. all the esoteric <laughs> spirituality. Why am I here? Stop. All yeah. of it. All of it. All of it. Um. Yeah, and my Uranus is retrograde. Is I have like most of my houses are flipped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got like seven retrogrades. Like total plot twist. Like, oh no, give me the most universe. I am ready. I'm, I'm prepared. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, what Sounds like it? you wanted to be Night Rider. So, but I also have my Chiron in my eighth house. So that's like mm-hmm. all Scorpio energy as well, even though it's in Taurus. Oh, it's, it's absolutely. I, I didn't want to touch that until we go further on later on in the months and how they connect. But yeah, Ugh. your Chiron being there again, this is where that betrayal has to happen in order for you to heal. The key is to betray the fear. Turn on fear. That bitch is a liar anyway. Backstab it. This is where you get to practice that, okay? We end up practicing on our friends and we don't want to do that. The energy has to go somewhere. Yeah. Backstab fear. Turn around, bitch. Ah, how does it feel? You know? <laughs> I'm tricking me out of my greatness. Um, okay, so. Oh, the one question I did have. Mm-hmm. My Uranus is out of bounds, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that add to the picture? I know not everyone knows. I So I'm to not- me, out of bounds planets, um, when they're, you know, when some, when they're considered to not be where they best operate, where they belong, it's just kind of like, I don't really know exactly what to do here. So if you think about Uranus, Uranus, um, let's talk about electricity and sudden genius, sudden sparks of uh, intuitive insights. Um, it's to me, it's like the ultimate psychic and the ultimate psychic expression, even though the water signs are very psychic. This is like, ah, but I'm putting it out there. It's the zany, again, plot twist. Mm-hmm. Here comes Scorpio hanging out in Taurus's house. They know each other. They know each other's energy. Taurus says, I know how to make you feel good, baby. And Scorpio says, and I came and give you some pleasure. And Uranus goes, wait, um, let's do it in unicorn outfits with fairy dust in the middle of the park and get arrested right. for it. Like, what the fuck? Uranus, sit down. What? But that's, <laughs> it will not be tamed. Thankfully, it's in retrograde. Stuff. All the queer stuff. <laughs> right? You know, so it won't be tamed, but it's in retrograde. So it kind of holds you back from us actually seeing you on the news quite a bit. So thank goodness for that. <laughs> There's that. You did say I will tame some of my traits, um, but because I mean, maybe it's I'm out meant of- to be on the news, I do have my North Star in Leo. <laughs> oh, absolutely! But we we want to support what you do versus go. Oh hell no, Michelle! See now, Michelle, you know right. <laughs> you are not Night Rider. Um, yeah. so- <laughs> But um, because it's out of bounds, to me, I always feel like that's a gift that says, not only can you juggle all of this, ooh, honey, you're going to do it in a Batman slash Joker suit standing on top of the Empire State Building with the butt cheeks cut out. 
saying, everybody, look at what I can do. I mean, that's, that's how big and zany that energy gets. Or it takes the revolutionary side of it, the part that says, and we are ending cycles now. Yep, abruptly, the end, cold turkey. I, I never understood why people would tell me, you think I can just stop cold turkey? And I was like, fuck yeah. But Uranus conjunct the moon in the 10th house. We can do it successfully. You know, I get it. I know that there's an, the other side of whatever addiction you have. I can see that. So if you just jump with me into these deep waters, I promise you'll come up clean. You know, and so we can trade your addiction. I actually wrote down the word addiction. Oh, we can change, we can change your addiction and, and channel that into the Midas touch. This is where the Midas touch gets real. The things that you want, your deliberate desires, okay, are here asking you, do something with me, make value with me. Betray fear, betray the mistrust, betray what holds you back. Don't trust that shit. You've been trusting it too much, right? Right. Okay, so I'm going to look at Kimberly's. Thank you. You're so welcome. And thank you for letting me read your chart. It's always fun. Okay, and then we're going to wrap up. So Kimberly, you have- the same because our charts are so similar. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes right so Kimberly's chart uh, you have Scorpio in the sign I'm sorry in the sign in the house of Virgo it's in the sixth house and the sun is there you have Neptune there ooh, ooh. and you have the south node there <gasps> you're gonna have a south node return eventually wow super big for you um oh I wish I could get into it now because it looks so juicy okay so let me go back to that. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss it. And then you have Taurus, of course, in the 12th. Mars return, which was crazy. You, yes, yes, you're, you're actually still, I think you're still in your Mars return. Let me check. Mm-hmm. 20, yep, you're still in your Mars return. Mars is still conjunct Mars. And you have Taurus in the 12th. Uranus is there. Your North node is there. You're gonna have that North node return and your moon is there. Wow. major work, major completions. And actually, um, if you don't mind telling me, how old will you be um, next year? Well, I'm 54 now, I'll be 55. Perfect. You are going to actually go, you're now in your, your seventh house here, where you're focused on relationships, ending things that are not relationships anymore. Uh, marriages, contracts, agreements that you've made with people, places, and things that no longer serve you. Those things are being dealt with this year, but next year at 55, you are going to go into your eighth house year where you'll be dealing with all the things regarding the eighth house. So this is a pre, this is like the perfect setup, you know, the prerequisite, because to me, 55 is, um, we talk about master numbers and some master numbers, they say only go up to 44, but I believe 55 has great power because it's a double five. Five is change. If you watch any movie and see 32, 23, 14, 41, like um, factors of five, you are going to notice immediately that there will be a change, period. Okay. So that double five 
is in a sense, a change from your old life to the latter part of your life where mastery is like, oh, I've been waiting for you. Ooh, you made it. I put up some flags for you too. And you knocked them down every time. I tossed this your way. And you're probably going to arrive like, why the F did you do that to me? What the heck? Like we know each other, you know, but this is where the hero's journey becomes the mentor's journey in a sense. It's like, oh, psh, you single parenthood got that or, you know, dropped out of school, got that or had this happen to me. All right, let, I can help you move through that. I can show you that the only way that you are going to get through it is to move through it. You're probably going to be holding some folks' hands during your 55th year. And I am sending you strength right now, but I trust that your own inner strength will carry you to not just the end, but to the other side when you go into your ninth house placement and reap the benefits at 56, where you're like, okay, so travel is back open in certain parts and I am ready to go. I will not be held back. I did my due diligence. Mars and Saturn, y'all can't say shit to me. I've gone through the returns. I've gone through these retrogrades. I'm up off and I have some other things to do. I'll talk to you later on during another cycle, okay? Um, but with that being said, you have Mars in, let me go back over, Mars in Libra. Oh, yep, so your Mars return is here. I have a question for you. Emotionally, do you feel like you can see where the equilibrium is going to come into play in your life soon? I don't know. Because I'm looking at a quick unks in your chart between Mars um, and the moon. And because Mar transiting Mars is there, Quinkunks, your moon. Um, has it been a, I don't wanna say necessarily a challenge to see things differently, but in a way that's what I mean. Not a hard challenge, but still a, a slight challenge to see things differently in order to move forward. I'm a, I'm a pretty stuck girl. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm holding on to old stuff um and i'm and i'm trying to dream bigger but it's mm -hmm. but it's been a challenge okay well we can work on that this month um because i believe that you can do it i totally know you can do it because i'm looking at your chart and it's absolutely beautiful you are going to get so much help in moving forward i'm telling you right now so the reason why i brought up that quink unks or what's also called an inconjunct is sometimes that's a placement where we can't necessarily see something or we're trying to do something and it doesn't quite fit. And we're going, ah, I'm nearsighted. Dang it, I need my glasses. Well, I'm farsighted, darn it. You know, well, I don't know which one of these bifocals or glasses. I always get nearsighted and farsighted confused. And just when I think I have it, my dyslexia says plot twist. So <laughs> I know that when we have quinconces in our chart, sometimes it can feel like we're shooting blindly and we know we're supposed to be doing something, but because uh, I think I'm just going to do the same thing again. I don't really see where I can do something differently. 
And so those things are going to be unraveled for you this Scorpio season so that you can use those as tools when those things come up, when you have these nodal returns. So you're going to be like, bring it on, bring it on notes. No, it's going to be like, oh, when did she get this push but from? Where? She's been talking to Nina and Michelle. What's going on? <laughs> well, I, I feel like the, the eclipse is going to be, the eclipses that are going to be in Taurus slash Scorpio mm -hmm. impactful somehow. Oh, absolutely. The eclipses, the node, because the eclipses follow, well, the nodal changes and eclipses hang out together. They like each other. Mm -hmm. um, I would say they're related. And also not just the nodal shifts and the eclipses, but where Uranus is right now in Taurus is still a pretty big deal. We are going to definitely see more famine and droughts and crazy weather patterns that change the very crust of the earth. Okay. We may have some things erupting out of the earth that we haven't seen before, or this planet hasn't seen in a very long time. And in all of that, all of us are going to find some way to shift to make a home for ourselves. And that home has to come from within first because we may shift physical homes more than once. And what do you do when you feel like you can't get back home to yourself? How do you betray that feeling, set it up? How do you tell that feeling? You know who's going to die today? You. I'm going to bury you. I'm going to bury this thought, toss it in the ethers, tell the universe, hey, dispose of this for me because I don't need it. It's not valuable. My focus is to maintain the scorpionic energy of deliberate desire because the moment I turn away from that, I sting myself as the scorpion. I bite my own tail as the snake. I do not soar. I clip my own wings as the eagle. I do not rise as the phoenix and become the dove. And nobody wants that. That's a really sad ass story. That's not even spooky. That's just sad. Scorpio is like, come on, do me better than that. So in the upcoming months, and I'm actually going to share my screen one more time. I'm going to pull up natal home. Okay, so in natal home, this is my feed. And if you scroll down to courses, this is where you are going to find the Scorpio season courses. Oh, I also have a Narcoholics Accountable course that I'm working on. So <laughs> Scorpio season. This is just more of an itinerary of things that we're going to cover. I have some videos to backtrack the couple of days that I missed because I wasn't feeling well. However, we'll be caught up soon and we're going to go through the first 12 days of Scorpio with these subjects. Okay. So I'll give you kind of like a, let's see, tour. So we talked about the intro to how to betray yourself and then. We are going to go to, oh, I don't think I can see it the way you guys see it. I can't, but you guys will kind of see it this way. So we'll talk about the core values of Scorpio. And sometimes I'll post videos from other people. Sometimes they'll be from me. Okay. But I felt like his video explained it so succinctly for everyone. And we have part two. Got a whole GIF story for you. 
I love GIF stories. I hope you guys take the time to make a GIF story. So this is gonna be day three and what we're going to cover and so on and so forth, okay? So we got the Haunted Eighth House, Expressing Dark Light, Nina Witt. I love explaining that. We're gonna talk about the Hunger Games and the Praxis of Lies. Yes, we're gonna talk about auto-erotism, asphyxiation of the shadow. The fuck, Nina? Yeah, meet me there on the 29th. We're gonna clear that up. And of course, close to Halloween, we're gonna pronounce your eighth house, Kalink, or as we say in my house, Kalink, because that means it's really clean. And then we're gonna find out what the hell we do with all this power. Like, really? So if I have all this power, where is it going? What am I gonna do with it? We're gonna talk about real Scorpio successes in the world. And there are some, there's some amazing stories. And we're gonna talk about how you can write your own. We're gonna talk about the frenemies that you make after you get that success in your life. And we're gonna talk about Scorpio being in its 12th house, but for some reason, it won't let me show you that Jeff, there it goes. So I like this title. I'm on flaming effing fire in the middle of the effing ocean here. Cause that's how we can feel when Scorpio is in the 12th house. I'm burning, but I'm literally immediately quenched. What the heck, man? Okay. So those are some of the topics that we're going to be going over the first 12 days. This has its own private activity fee. So if you want to talk about sex, we don't have to spell it like this on Instagram or Facebook <laughs> in here. You can just put it on out. You can share pictures, GIFs, videos, links, um, attachments. You can even add, share a poll if you'd like. Okay, like how many people with Virgo in uh, Mars and Virgo um, take a shower before sex? Because that's a really valid question, you know? Um, you can post something quick and add it to a topic, whichever topic fits. Um, if no topic fits, let me know. I'll make a general feed topic and you can put it there. And you can also expand and make a whole article because you are the author of your story, honey. Okay, so you can practice here. And um, it has an about section so that you can remember what this placement is about. And if you're enjoying yourself, you can always use the invite link to invite people. And of course, like I said, I'll probably add a couple of more topics, look for the events here. But for the most part, I'll be posting things in your activity feed, uh, general things, okay? And when you wanna get back to natal home itself, you're going to go up to the top here where it says back to network. So I'm gonna take my mouse from the middle here just so that you can follow it. Back to network and back to home. There we are, okay? So we're going to talk um, tomorrow about the seven deadly sins and the gifts that we get to use, like jealousy. I think jealousy is such an amazing tool and gift. Sometimes I wanna kiss her, but she might bite me. So, but it's a great, great tool to use, um, nothing to be afraid of. So we're gonna dispel a lot of things to be afraid of. And by the end of Scorpio season, we're gonna find out what we should be afraid of. I'm gonna tell you right now, nothing. Okay. so. <laughs> with that being said do you all have any questions before I close out I have one question and that's the eighth house 
I don't have anything in the eighth house, which I know is not really true, but mm -hmm. that's, I, I don't know how, how to manage my eighth house. Okay. Ooh. Oh, you have Capricorn in the eighth house and Pluto is there. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, we're definitely going to discuss that because there are other people who have that placement too. And because Capricorn is an earth sign in a water house, it's a cardinal sign in a water house. It can be a doozy. It can kind of feel like you're fighting yourself. It almost feels like you're fighting for your own limitations all the time. That's what it can feel like. Does that sound uh, close? <laughs> yes. It's kind of funny because I make a joke that I don't have anything in, in the sign of Capricorn except for my Capricorn stellium husband. I don't have any Capricorn wow. placements except for him. Well, I don't have any either, but most of the people in my life are either Capricorn suns, moons, Mars and Capricorn. Those are, they are some of my most amazing gifts and some of the people that I kid you not, if someone said, well, you can send them to another planet, I wouldn't hesitate. And I probably wouldn't ask for how long and think about it after I'd launched the ship and went, oh shit. You know, so, because sometimes it's like, are you purposely trying to grind my gears? Hold me like, what are you, what's happening here? But when you learn how to use those placements and you're going to learn, we're going to read the sun and Capricorn moon, all of those things, how to slowly adapt to those things. It's my husband still doesn't know much about astrology, but I can tell you this. He knows when the moon goes in Gemini, especially when it's close to my cycle, shut up and give her chocolate. That's, and that's the only time I eat chocolate. He's like, just shut up. Here you go, baby. I love you because he has Jupiter in Gemini. So we're going to clash. And I had to catch myself today. He was like, hmm, you're coming on your cycle soon. And I went, oh, I'm giving, I'm, I'm giving it to the world, aren't I? He said, yep. I said, it's okay. The moon will be changing into cancer later. It'll be all right. Just hold on for a few more hours, babe. <laughs> so when you start to know those placements, I already know when things are shifting for my husband. Oh, okay. I can do this today or I'm staying out the way or I really need to be close to him. And it honestly saves the day. It really does. So these are tools. Astrology is a, is a tool. It's a gift. It's a calendar. It doesn't rule our lives, but it can sure enhance it. Okay. So I appreciate you all for coming tonight. I'm going to post this um, in the space. And thank you so much for allowing me to record this. And I cannot wait to see you all and work with you all this month. I'll have a whole bunch of free stuff happening because for me, Scorpio season is my season of giving. And I really do love to give. So I hope that this was of value to you and that you have information that you can take with you for the rest of your life and share with others as well. Because again, Scorpio, Scorpio's ultimate gift is the gift that keeps on giving, which is forgiveness, acknowledgement, and mercy as we walk away from old relationships and or agree to step into and commit to new relationships. So I'm grateful that I got to sit with you all tonight. And now in the spirit of Scorpio, I'm going to go make love to my husband. Thank you all so much for being here. I will see you tomorrow. Peace, beautiful unicorns. <laughs>